Mm, and testy, see. testy, 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 testy. Yeah. Ow. That probably is going to hurt. Probably. Okay. Probably. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Bum, 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 It's Missy. It's Micah. We are back after an excruciatingly long hiatus. Sorry about that, guys. Life happened, and it happened hard. It did happen hard. So. I lost my grandma. I lost my cat. A lot happened. A lot did happen. Okay, so anyways. (laughs) I didn't know if I was actually going to say that here, but, you know, I figure it's okay to say it, you know? Mine. Seems like it pales in comparison. But that was a cat that we loved for yes, like he, 14 years. He was 17. <laughs> we had the, I've had that cat for 17 years. You know. But grandma. Who I loved for. Your whole life. My whole life. <laughs> well, anyway. So today. I am going to be talking about Alcatraz. But not necessarily its whole history of Alcatraz. Diving into Alcatraz, it's got a very fascinating history, and I'm going to go into that at a later date. Yeah, let's do a whole episode on it. That was the plan. I know. Like, seriously. I'm excited about it. I mean, not only do you have ghost stories, but it's got an extreme... Okay, anyway. I think they do a ghost tour of Alcatraz. Probably. You guys let us know if they do a ghost tour of Alcatraz. But what we are talking about today is a particular event that happened in June of 1962. Are you sure? Uh, Yeah. Sure, because it closed in 1963 as a prison. Okay, so So what we are talking about today is a escape attempt that might have been successful, but we don't ever really know for sure. It's the Great Escape from Alcatraz, or the Great Escape attempt from Alcatraz. Dun dun dun. Dun. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Alcatraz was built in 1847. It started its life as a lighthouse, and then later on, it became a military base. Oh, that makes sense because it's like on an island. So exactly. Of it in fact, as a in lighthouse. fact, it is still a lighthouse. Oh, is it? It is the oldest working lighthouse on that side. Do of- they have like a tower on the island? That's the like- lighthouse is just there. Is it? Yeah. I did not know that. It's still a lighthouse. Very cool. Yeah. So it is still a lighthouse. It is 47 or 22. Anyway, it's 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 on an island. (laughs) (laughs) Gee, I wonder if it's on an island. I I do. (laughs) 
So in its history, it housed many different convicts. Um, before it officially became a prison in 1934, before that, during the Civil War and beyond, it had been a military prison. Um, and in 1934, it became a federal prison. And it was often housed like some of the most notorious. dangerous and notorious, including Al Capone, who they didn't get on being a mobster. They got him on tax evasion. But they put him in the prison for mobbing anyways. But tax evasion. You know what? <laughs> if the cops can't get you on being a mobster, the IRS will. Pay your taxes, people. <laughs> Al Capone is probably one of the most, like, notorious, and that's a whole other episode of Al Capone and all of that. Love to do him. That's another episode, like you just said. Thanks for reiterating um, that, Micah. Um, you're welcome. I'm just excited about other episode possibilities. Me too, because I feel like, ugh, it's been so long since we've done this. October. October. That's and it's so February. It's February. <laughs> yeah, we just had Valentine's Day. Yeah, yesterday. So, happy Thanksgiving, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever other holidays. Halloween. Solstice. No, um, oh, Halloween. Thanksgiving. Did I say Thanksgiving? I, I don't thought know. I said Thanksgiving. I think you went straight into like the winter holidays. I swear I said Thanksgiving. But I don't anyway, remember. happy Thanksgiving and well, happy Halloween, happy Thanksgiving. We've already said all of those. All those all those holidays. You know. Continue. <laughs> anyway, the four individuals that I'm going to be talking about today are the ones who plotted, planned, and put into action this escape attempt. We're going to start with the England brothers. John William England and his younger brother, Clarence England. They were both in there for robbing a bank together. And um, it's really nice. They were able to have cells next to each other. Prison sucks, but you know, at least you have family. Right next to each other. I right mean, next to each that other. That was really nice of them. Right? Then there is Frank Morris. Do they often put siblings next to each other in prisons? Probably not anymore. <laughs> Okay. But this was in, like, 1960, you know, so... so everybody was a lot nicer then in I guess, I guess. And besides, Alcatraz was kind of like this different kind of prison because it is literally an island. It was thought to be in... The, yeah, you couldn't escape from it. Yeah, because of the water. Which was really cold. There were strong currents that could carry you out into the Pacific Ocean. It was thought that if, even if you tried to swim it, you would drown, although now they have swimming Oh, yeah. Literally once a month, yeah. there's a swim from Alcatraz to um, either... They have three different points. Either Angel Island, um, an aquatic park, which is actually on the... I don't remember where the third place is. Um, but, yeah, they do that. Which is actually going to go into my arguments later. I guess they really should have known that if somebody tried to jump into the water and well, swim, they wouldn't drown. Okay, well, so unless you're like a really, really good like swimmer. Well, here's the thing. There were escape attempts, but only one person ever survived. And he, I don't remember his name because he wasn't important to this narrative. Another episode. Or Maybe not. or I not. Know. I don't, I don't know. know. You guys look. But up. he was he um managed to swim to shore on the other side, but he was 
very quickly apprehended. He washed up on shore and was found on shore nearly dead. So in this escape attempt, we don't know whether or not they died or didn't. No, we'll get we into have, that, right? Yes, we'll get into that. We have no idea of whether they actually survive or not. So you have Frank Morris. He was also in for bank robbery, but not the same bank robbery. Just a different bank robbery. So the two brothers robbed two different banks no, the at two, two brothers, different times? No, the two brothers robbed a bank together Oh, okay. and were convicted and sent to the same prison. And then this guy robbed And then this a, guy also robbed a bank. At a different time and place. Yes. Um, he was abandoned as a child. Oh, and he sad. grew up in foster care. And he was basically in and out of prison since the age of 13. Yeah. Um, now, what's really interesting about all four of these guys is they've all previously escaped from prisons. So that's one of the reasons why they were sent to Alcatraz. Yes, because they had previously <laughs> escaped from other prisons. And so Alcatraz, even if they tried, they probably wouldn't survive was the thought. Right. Um, and then you have Alan West, who is more or less kind of the mastermind. He, um, Alan West approaches Frank Morris in 1960 because Alan West, he had worked the maintenance crew, which gave him access to more intimate knowledge of Alcatraz. Now, what you need to know is by now, Alcatraz is pretty much it, derelict. It's quite dilapidated. Um, it's falling apart. It's falling apart. <laughs> And they can't get funding to put no, it they, back together? No, funding, but Alcatraz is just going to close. In a in, year? And it, it closed its doors in March 1963 so as like a prison. a year. So, yeah, like in another prison, uh, in another year. Mm -hmm. they um, Did the prisoners know that they were going to close? I don't think so. Oh, okay. So, um, okay. Alan West, he wasn't in and out of prison since the age of 14. Right. So you have, they're basically kind of like career criminals. Petty theft, car theft. Um, none of them are in there for murder or anything. Just basically robbery. Bank um, robbery. I couldn't actually see what Alan West was in for at this point in his life. But he probably stole something. Or robbed a bank. Or robbed a bank. Maybe they put all the bank robbers under like the same hallway. <laughs> Maybe. That's Next to smart. each other. <laughs> Alan, in 1960, he had approached Morris and going basically, Hey, Frank, I know that there is a six-inch wall. Even if we can break through it, there is a shaft that is big enough for us to be able to get through. I'm not sure exactly when the England brothers got in on it. Some At some point by 1961. All four of them had requested to be moved to cell block B. Okay. And they were all, like, right next to because each other. Because the shaft was on, on cell, block. cell block B. Okay. So that makes they sense. requested cells to give them access. Right. So so they could just request a cell that they wanted to be in, and they'd be, and the prison was like, yeah, sure, okay, that's fine. for as horrible as Alcatraz was... And they're surprising amenities. <laughs> okay? okay. They have this thing called that they called music hour. Ooh. And for an entire hour, any prisoner that had an instrument 
could just play this they had instrument. instruments in prison? Yeah, they had instruments. Wow. I mean, one of the one of these four guys had an accordion. Can you get a, an instrument in prison nowadays? I have no idea. Probably not. I would think that some but of they them had, would be considered like a weapon or I something. I mean, because, yeah, it's like a guitar. Let's see. You can <laughs> strangle somebody with a guitar string. Yeah. I don't think you're allowed but, guitars or violins. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> but again, it was the 1960s. And it was like... Heck, a flute could be considered a blunt object. You're not wrong. <laughs> 1960s, um, sorry. But it was... Anyway, but Alcatraz was this whole different thing. Yeah. Like, they even played baseball. Well, I think that some prisons do have some sort of, like, sports Yeah, thing. but I mean, it just, it... Some programs. Yeah. Sports them, programs. Them asking to be right next to each other. Their request was just, okay, sure, y'all can go move. So all four of them, by 1961, they are all four next to each other. Right. So the first step that they had to do in order to plan their escape was first things first they had to make these dummy heads and we will be posting a picture to our instagram later of these dummy heads um she showed me a picture of them they look really freaky like really freaky very creepy but very effective they basically it's not even a whole head it's like half of a head they didn't even make the whole head nope it's flat on the other side these heads were made out of concrete powder soap and other things that they could get their hands on now clarence one of the england brothers he worked in the barber shop mm -hmm. so he had access to hair they actually glued on, like, real human hair so. onto these heads. So they looked really real. And when so every night, the guards would do a head count. All they would do was simply place the head on the pillow. And as the guard goes by, it looks like there's a person sleeping in the bed. So I watched a segment of Unsolved Mysteries that did this in, like, the first season. Um, and they did a whole episode. Yeah, go check Alcatraz. it out, guys. Yeah. Um, you can watch episodes of Unsolved Mysteries on uh, an app called Tubi. It's kind of my new obsession right now is Unsolved Mysteries. Anyway, I also watch like a couple other documentaries to kind of fill things out, did a lot of research. In the Unsolved Mysteries segment, they were talking to an artist. I don't remember his name. But he was another prisoner there. And they had literally gone to him and asking, how do you mix up flesh tone? color and the guy is like uh i'm not sure i should tell you that i don't want to know what you're up to so wait these guys that were making the heads went up and asked about mm -hmm. making it flesh tone color yeah. okay yeah so they stole paint they stole the hair they stole the concrete they had soap they literally just made these heads and they're Fairly realistic looking for the materials. And creepy. And, and creepy. Very creepy. That's what they would use on their pillows at night. That was the first thing they did. The second thing they did was they made a drill out of a vacuum cleaner motor. A drill? Yes. Okay, so where did they get the vacuum cleaner? Probably a workshop or something. Okay. I could not actually quite figure that out, but they also stole spoons. Okay. The reason is, at the end of their cell, they had air vents. 
in order to get to that shaft, they had to go around the air vents. So what they would do is they would use music hour while all the musicians, all the prisoners are playing music. They would use those drills. Oh, that makes sense, because I was wondering how the guards wouldn't have heard this drill drilling into the corridor uh, thing. Exactly. Tunnel. They (laughs) did it during music hour. They would just drill tiny little holes all around until they finally weaken the structure of it enough to push it through. Oh, that makes sense. Now, they also had... At one point, there was this, like, landing area. What do you mean, like, a landing area? Like a helicopter Not landing? Not a helicopter landing. More like kind of a balcony-type okay. area that they were able to access from the shaft. Okay. Now, at one point or another, they had all done some maintenance work up there. But it was Alan. He had been doing some work up there that had been making a lot of dust and other debris that was blowing down. And Alan's, like, the mastermind, right? He's the mastermind, okay. yes. So he actually convinces the guards to let him put up blankets around this area so that it stops dust and debris from falling. They just don't ever take the blankets down, and they literally use this as a makeshift workshop. Okay, so they wind up building a tunnel to this, like, balcony and putting up blankets all the way around? Well, they had to climb to it, but they put blankets up. No, the guards knew about the blankets. No, no, I was saying that they managed to put blankets up and they build a tunnel to the balcony? No, they're just able to climb pipes up to it. Oh, so where are they building the tunnel to, then? They weren't building a tunnel. I'm sorry, I'm confused on the tunnel. Okay, the tunnel, it's a shaft. It's like... Um, it's, it's unguarded. It's basically kind of like an air shaft, mm-hmm. but it's big enough for them to, to walk in and it has a lot of pipes that they can use as a ladder to eventually get to a roof. Oh, okay. So they built a tunnel to sort of like the, where the pipes are and then they climbed the pipes up to this balcony? Yes. Okay. Got you. Understood. So, I'm sorry if I'm not making it clear. No, no, no. I don't know if you said it or if I just didn't understand it. So, So basically, that's why they moved to this, because this is an unguarded shaft. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, because it's such an old building. There's different corridors and shafts. It had been modernized over time, a little bit, more or less. But, um... And they, like, climbed up to this balcony to create sort of, like, a workshop inside of it. And it was covered because of the blankets. Yes. Every night, the England brothers and Frank Morris would go up there to work on different things. Mm -hmm. Now, here's a funny thing. Alan never, never went up there. Alan never went up there? Nope, that'll be... The mastermind? Yep, that'll be important for later. Why didn't he go up there? I don't know. Um, They didn't just work on things like in this workshop, but they did also work on things in their room. Maybe he was after working lights on, were out. like, things. Maybe he was, like, masterminding other things that we don't know about. Yeah, that's <laughs> possible. So, basically, he also made fake cardboard cutouts of mm-hmm. vent covers. So they made these holes and then fake cardboard vent covers to cover up to fool the guards. Okay. To um go back in the wall. Okay. So basically <laughs> be- 
the the shaft that they created, they covered it up with cardboard. Yeah, the wall was only about six inches thick, yeah. and so they tunneled that six inches around the vent shaft in order to create little areas for them to and get to this And they just created a cardboard vent cutout thing. Yeah, they created like a, a little bit of the wall and then the vent to go over that hole that they created. That's either very brilliant or the guards are very stupid because I don't know, like, I'm sorry to the guards, but like, I don't know that it would look very natural. I mean, the vents must, the cardboard vents must have looked really good. Well, bear in mind, it's also a very old building. So the vents aren't going to necessarily look like how we view vents. Yeah. So, whereas we might not be able to make very realistic-looking cardboard cutout vents, maybe they were. Okay. But, I mean, it, again, this was a very elaborate and extremely, like, well-thought-out. Obviously. Um, now, you're probably wondering, what exactly are they making up there? In On the balcony. On the balcony. In their little makeshift workout. Workout? Workshop. Workshop. Yeah. They were building a boat, you guys. A boat? They were making a boat. How do you make a... How would they get the boat to the water? So, I'm getting into that. Okay. It's an island. You're not getting off of that island without, without a, boat. a boat or swimming. So, basically, what they do is they steal, over the course of several months, 50 rubber raincoats. Where are they getting the rubber raincoats? The other prisoners. Oh, so the other prisoners wear these raincoats um, yeah. to, like, go out outside? But yeah, they are on an island. That and, makes sense. You know, so, yeah, they Wait, would... but wouldn't the prisoners know whether or not their well, see, okay, raincoats so are missing? It was kind of a an open secret among the prisoners. Then how did the guards not know? I don't know. The guards, <laughs> I don't think, were that smart. It, it didn't know, like, they knew that an escape plan was in motion, but nobody really, I don't think they knew exactly who it was, but enough people knew. Some of the prisoners would just leave their raincoats. Sometimes they so, would like, just help them out. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they would just nick the raincoat and just walk right off with it. Uh. There were about 50 raincoats in all. And they did this by sewing the raincoats together. Wouldn't there still be holes because with the needle, you would just sew the raincoat? That is the really brilliant part. Okay, so, so what they, they used, do? they sewed some by hand at night in their cell after lights out, but they also used the glove and clothing workshop sewing machines right out in the open. I know. Well, that was... That's balls, right? That is balls. That's really ballsy. So... They wound up sewing a 6 by 14 foot rubber raft, but it was inflatable. But how did they not, like, get the holes? I mean, when you when you use a sewing needle, you're literally poking holes with your thread so, um, in the rubber. Among some of the things that they had in the prison, they got magazines. One of them was a auto magazine, and out of this auto magazine, they got an idea to vulcanize the rubber. What is Vulcanization is a process in which the rubber is heated to strengthen it. Okay. It's a chemical process. 
Basically, they use steam from pipes. They put the seams of the boat over the steam. So they like melted it almost. Kind of. It oh, that's cool. It. Yeah. So they vulcanized the rubber seams in order to make it more durable. Okay, these guys are smart. I know, right? Is this is this is one of the reasons I was like, oh, I want to do this. It's so just elaborate. Yeah. So it would also like reinforce your seams too. Exactly. And make sure that they don't come apart. Exactly. So they also made life vests mm -hmm. out of the raincoats as well, doing the same thing with the seams, vulcanizing it. Yeah. And they also made paddles. Yeah. How did they make paddles? Not life vests. What? I, yeah. I'm Probably. Not, I, it didn't, I could not really find a lot of like how they made the paddles, how they made the paddles but it is a prison. They do have There, there were paddles, guys. So they made homemade paddles. Okay. So, they spend a good 18 months or so planning this. Okay. Um, making the boat, making the life vests, making the paddles, creepy fake heads. <laughs> <laughs> and on the night of June 12th, they put their escape plan into action. Oh, we make the great escape. They make the great escape. <laughs> so... Escape route is quite simple. They're going to go through those tunnels, up some pipes, where there is a vent shaft to, there's a vent cover to a roof that they have to go through, open that up, climb from the roof, shimmy down some pipes to the ground, which is quite a bit. They have to go up a 15-foot fence and then to the beach, where... What? And hoping no guards ever see them. Oh, there are no guards outside. There aren't? Uh-uh. It's an island. All of the guards, it's heavily guarded inside, but the outside is not. That it, seems like... It's an island. Yeah, but Nobody's still, going to escape. It seems That's like... That's thought. Okay. I know. I know. It was like... <laughs> Heavily fortified on the inside, so, but just... Once you make it into the shaft, you're good. You're clear. There are exactly. no guards. You're fine. Exactly. Four of them go to start climbing through their holes. The Anglin brothers and Frank Morris, those three know that they can make it through their hole. I cannot for the life of me understand why Alan West never once tried his hole. But apparently, he never once tried to go... Through his dug shaft and into the shaft. He didn't fit. There was a pipe in the way. If he had tried to go. So who dug his hole then? He did. Then wouldn't he have known? I know. I, I, there was like a I don't. I, I don't know. All I know is there's a pipe blocking him and he can't quite get Maybe through. Maybe he could at one point earlier on in the year, but like he gained too much weight. <laughs> I don't know. I'm unsure how that would even work. He never went through it. He never tried. But he dug it. I know he dug it. I don't know. And this is the mastermind who has... Helped plan out all this elaborate stuff. So, okay, maybe he wasn't the mastermind, but he was the one who put the plan in motion. He's the one who came Frank up with the plan. Frank Morris. Like, he was a brilliant man, from what I understand. Okay. The three of them quickly realize, the Anglin brothers and Frank Morris realize that Alan West can't get through. And they're going to so, have to go without him. 
They leave him behind. Good for them! He should have gone through your shaft! That's what you get for making the other three do all the work. They climb up the pipes, and around 10.30, there is reports of a noise. And what it is, is it is that shaft. Mm -hmm. That it's that vent opening on the roof. So they shimmy down. And you're probably over there wondering, wait, if it's an inflatable boat, how are they going to inflate it? They took the keys off of the accordion. I was wondering how they were getting an already inflated boat. Oh, no, it's not inflated. Out. It's not inflated. Okay, so it's So they take it to the beach, unfold it. They use an accordion that they've taken the keys off. So they stole an accordion. No, they own the accordion. Okay. Remember, they're allowed to have musical instruments. Oh. So they just use the accordion like a bellow. Like when you're working with like a kiln, you use that bellow to blow air into it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what they were doing with the accordion. So they use that to inflate the boat. Okay. So like if you don't have any keys, it's not making any noise Mm-mm. and therefore it's just blowing air out. It's just blowing air. So they use it as an inflator. Uh-huh. Inflator. Is that the right word? I don't know. It works. <laughs> so that's basically what they do. They inflate the boat. With the accordion. With the accordion. And then they take to the water. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Nobody knows what happens to them. They, so we don't know. We don't know. Did we ever find the boat? I'll get to that. Okay, sorry. The plan was to sail to Angel Island. Angel Island is about two miles away from them. And then from Angel Island, they would go to the main land. Um, so they only had to sail two miles, yeah. and then they were going to catch a boat. Alcatraz is really only about two or so miles from shore. Yeah. So it's not an impossible Feet. distance. Yeah. So they were only well, going to sail two well, miles that, to Angel Island and uh, then catch a boat. No, they were going to then take the boat, like catch their wind and then go catch their breath and all that, and then go... A little further to mainland. Oh, so they would have still had to use their boat yes. at Angel Island. Yes. Okay. I thought that they could just catch a boat. Is Angel Island not like... No, Angel Island doesn't have boats. Angel I'm Island sorry. doesn't have people? Not as far as I know. Oh, okay. Understood. Okay. <laughs> so, no. The plan was to sail to Angel Island and from Angel Island, then sail to the mainland. And then the plan was to steal a car... Rob some people, get what they need to go on the run. Okay. How far is Angel Island from the mainland? Do we know? I did. I Maybe <laughs> another half mile or so. Half a mile. Okay. Yeah. What they weren't taking into account is the current. The Which is the bay, whole reason everybody thinks that it is um, that they died. unescapable. Yes. Um, they have extremely strong currents. Mm-hmm. And I will get to a little more into that right. a little bit later. A lot of what we know about the plan and the actual escape plan comes from Alan West himself. Who's probably, like, really grumpy that he didn't he escape. He got left behind. <laughs> um, so he, he, he cooperated with the FBI, and uh-huh. he basically told them what was happening. So here are the facts. On the morning of June 12th, the guards realize that there are men still sleeping. 
Mm-hmm. There are three guys that are still sleeping. So one guard goes over there. The way that the beds were is the head of the bed was right up against the bars in the corridor. Every night they would do the head count. So they put their fake heads in there. So the guard Right guards, up against the bars. Basically. So the guard kind of goes over there, taps one of the heads, and it falls out of the bed. <laughs> I would have hated to be that guard that day. It did break, and to this day, it still has damage from where it fell onto the floor. Okay. The fake head falls to the ground, and the guard was probably traumatized for the remainder of his life. Basically, the prison goes on lockdown, and they start searching. The FBI gets involved, the Coast Guard, they search the entire island, and when they realize they're certainly not in the prison, they take to the water. So they search the water for any bodies? They search the water for bodies. Or, like, any evidence. Yeah. that They, they, they do. On June 12th, bits of wood from their paddles, are found floating near Angel Island. So the paddles were made out of wood. Yes. We learned something. Yes. On June 14th, bags made from raincoat were found floating halfway between Alcatraz and Angel Island. These bags contained family photographs belonging to one of the England brothers, a money order, a telephone book, with numbers and family letters. So these are personal items belonging to the men that they would not easily have left behind. Do we know that they survived? Well, no, we don't know we that don't they know. survived. Right. So on June 15th, a homemade life vest was found floating um, again near Angel Island. And on June 22nd, a second life vest was found floating like 100 feet from Alcatraz. So it made its way back towards Alcatraz. It made it back towards Alcatraz, yes. In July, I couldn't find the exact date. I'm sorry, none of the men were attached to these life vests? They never found concrete evidence that they survived or concrete evidence that they died. Okay. There is this. In July, about 20 miles from San Francisco, a Norwegian shipping boat... The crew spotted a body floating in the water. Reportedly, the body matched the description of Frank Morris. Okay, did it have the vest on it? Do they, we know? They, no, we don't know. because okay. okay, because it's a huge shipping boat, those things don't can't just slow. So they were unable to retrieve the body. Plus, they were leaving San Francisco, and they didn't come back into the fall, and they did not report it until fall. Okay, so basically they're like, nope, and they left. No, the body was floating out to sea. And they never, they they spotted it, and they didn't report it until that fall. That is the only report of a body. And it matches Frank Morris. In all likelihood. So not one of the brothers. Not one of the brothers. Okay. In all likelihood, Frank Morris probably died. What about the brothers? So I'm getting to that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So the FBI was unable to find anything concrete. There was no cars stolen, no robberies. There was, however, a phone call from someone claiming to be one of the England brothers who walked into a store, made a call, and it was like, and it was supposed to have been that night or the the 12th. The the night that they escaped. Yes, or the next day. And, um... He had said, I need to speak with a U.S. Marshal. 
And the operator's like, who is this? And he goes, um, I think he, I think it was, he said he was Clarence England. Okay. And she didn't seem to know who he was. And he goes, read the newspapers tomorrow. They investigated it, but they weren't able to find any definitive proof that it actually was Clarence England. And they kind of said that it was just a false lead. So the operator didn't? transfer the call over no. to the U.S. Marshal? No. If somebody calls the U.S. Marshal, you would think that, or calls for the U.S. Marshal. It was the 60s. Things were different. You would think that they would transfer it over. It was the 1960s. Things were just different. Okay. Basically, there is two options. One, they're dead. The brothers are dead. The Well, they're all dead. That the well, boat capsized yeah. and they drowned. Mm-hmm. They all just, their bodies just floated out towards the ocean. Or Frank Morris died and the two brothers managed to swim to shore. Okay. What was interesting, and I cannot for the life of me remember the name of the mobster, but he was called the Black Al Capone or whatever. There was some speculation that the four of them had a deal with him to meet them with a boat. But, again, there's this just... Where, like, on Angel Island or something? Like, out there in the, the water. Okay. That there would be a boat waiting for them. Okay. It's interesting to speculate that this is a because if that was the case, that eliminates the need for them to have to rob anybody, because they would have just gotten supplies from, from the these boat. guys. Yeah. From these guys. And so it is entirely possible that the boat capsizes and they are found by the boat, but Frank Morris is dead. Okay. Because, okay, my way of thinking is there's no credible anything that Frank Morris made it out of the water. There's no, like, that, like sightings of Frank at all? Mm-mm. Is there any sightings of the brother? Well, that's really interesting, okay? The family. On their older brother's deathbed, he told his son, I am not worried about my brothers. They're okay and they're safe. The family knows they're alive. The family. Or believes they're alive. The family believes they're alive, yes. Periodically, their mother would get roses or flowers with their names on the card. Interesting. Was it in their handwriting? I don't know. Well, you don't necessarily, like, sometimes, you know, the florist will fill out the card for you. That's true. So, it's hard to tell. What is really interesting is in a 2015 documentary that the History Channel did, Mm -hmm. there was a photo that was presented that was taken in Brazil 13 years after the escape by a childhood friend. He had gone to Brazil And he had run into the two brothers in a bar. And he snapped that picture. Do the brothers know that they snapped the picture? They have sunglasses on. It's hard to tell if it's them or not. But the family believes that it is. So he didn't walk up to the brothers and say, hey, how you doing? I'm not sure. I know who you are. I don't know. He's dead now. So we can't ask him. No. He gave the picture to the family in the 1990s. The picture was investigated. The History Channel person, expert, says it's a very good likelihood that it is the brothers. I believe that it is the brothers. 
But... Like, the History Channel kind of has to say that, though, right? Yeah, for the documentary, I would right. think so. Official police, and they have said, basically, it's probably not, but the sunglasses make it hard. So it's basically inconclusive. So it's probably not, but it could possibly be. Yes. So we're not sure. Yes. But the family believes it is. The family believes that it is. I think I'm inclined to believe the family. I think they would be able to identify their own, like, siblings or their own Exactly. Exactly. Now let's get back to a little bit of the science behind what was going on. Okay. Okay, so we all know that the Mythbusters did this. Oh, the Mythbusters did this? I didn't know the Mythbusters did this. No, they even built the boat out. uh, They used glue. So I guess, no, we didn't know the Mythbusters (laughs) did this. Okay, well, maybe (laughs) I was the only one obsessed with the Mythbusters. Um, No, the Mythbusters did a segment in which they built a boat and... Out of life vests? Out of of raincoats. Oh, raincoats. They glued them together. They made the paddles. And I believe they were actually able to make it. I will have to go back. I don't know. I can't remember. Drop a comment. Down below? Well, no, because this isn't YouTube. Or, you know, leave a comment on iTunes. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, guys, we're on iTunes. Yeah. So, I can post this on YouTube. You can drop a comment down below. <laughs> we don't know where we're sticking all these yet. Yeah. So Mythbusters did this. But a group of Dutch scientists. Yeah. They were working on some other things having to do with tides and all that. And they got kind of curious about it. Did they also do the experiment? They did. It failed. But what they found was the boat that they did, they had to constantly keep reinflating it. It took like two people to constantly reinflate it. And a third. uh Uh-huh. And a third. Which is maybe why you needed four people to do it. You would need two people to (coughs) To pump the accordion and two people to paddle. Exactly. And so Alec... Alec West? Alan. Alan West failed them. Exactly. That's interesting. Oh, if you guys are hearing growling... That's our dog because our cat decided to come up here. Be nice. And join us. Be nice. So Dante has to be... Annoying. Dante's not being annoying. Dante's just trying to make love to my Snuggie. And Bonsai is over there growling. That's because he's on his bed. What they did was they took this information Mm -hmm. and they did a 3D model. They basically did a computer simulation. Okay. And what they discovered, they had a one hour window between 11 and midnight in which to be able to safely be able to actually succeed or else the current would carry them out to sea. So if they went out at a certain time... Mm-hmm. Please so, pardon the dog. Yeah, so if they went out at a certain time, they would have made it. Exactly. And if you remember, there was the sound was heard from the roof right. at 10.30. It would make sense that at 11, they would have been out there. 10.30, on the roof, on the ground by 11, up over the 15-foot fence... They could have been, have that boat inflated. They could have been in the water by midnight. This current would have done is this current would not have taken them to Angel Island. It would have carried them to another place called Horseshoe Bay, which is just right under the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, cool. So it would have taken them to the mainland. But what they also found was things that are the current going the other direction from Horseshoe Bay takes them back towards Angel Island and Alcatraz. 
which could account as to why bits of the boat, which are later found, the life vests, and the paddle and their personal belongings floated back towards Angel Island and, and Alcatraz. Alcatraz. Well, that makes total sense. Yes. So, so the simulation was really, really interesting. That does make it plausible. Here is a scenario that I will present to you. As if is our as uneducated our, guess. Our uneducated guess. As to what happened. They get in the water and they quickly discover that at least one of them has to constantly be pumping the boat. They could they, alternate. They could alternate, yes. Mm -hmm. But only one person has to paddle like this. You know, you have to paddle and you have to keep paddling first on one side and switch to the other. They could rotate, but they're getting tired. Despite all their efforts, water's getting into the boat and the boat capsizes. Now they're in the water. I'm sure the water is about 54 degrees. That's cold. Yeah, cold very water. Cold. How long would it take they for hyperthermia? Two and a half hours. Ooh. Now, here's what's interesting. How long does it take to swim? I was about to get there. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what's interesting. Those swims from Alcatraz to the shore, experienced swimmers can get there in 40 to 45 minutes. Do we know if the brothers were experienced? We do not. Okay. If it takes an experienced swimmer 45 minutes to be able to get there... They had two and a half hours before hypothermia really set in. I think they would have been able to make it. It is plausible that they could have made it. Maybe Frank Morris just did not have the stamina. Where he was the one already doing the... And um, he was already just exhausted. From the... Uh, from blowing up the accordion. Yeah, exactly. So he's exhausted and he winds up drowning. He also maybe can't swim. We don't know. We don't know. Okay. He winds up drowning. Okay. And his body floats out to sea, later on to sea by the Norwegian shipping ship, and then just floating out to sea altogether. Two brothers swim. And the two brothers swim. And they manage to make it, or they kind of let the current carry them a little bit. While swimming. While swimming. And they manage to make it to Horseshoe Bay. Okay. Which is part of the mainland. Which right? is the mainland, yeah. yes. At some point, they just maybe take off their life jackets. They, when the boat capsized, their personal effects were with them. They, they just had to get out of the water. So getting their personal effects was not high on their list of priorities, even though it was like important stuff. I wonder if the vest, the life vests, would have slowed them down a little bit. Maybe. So Maybe they so they, to they just off. took them off. Or they took them off and dumped them back in the water before they got to shore. There's not really any evidence per se, but we don't know if there wasn't a car or something waiting. Mm -hmm. We simply don't know that. Okay, the most, the most, most likely thing is they all three drowned. Like, that's the most likely. But I really do like the idea that these brothers made it. And this... Plus, they, the mom keeps getting the letters, you know? This is also one of the most intriguing things. At family funerals, there are these two heavily veiled and made-up women that show up at these family funerals. But the thing is, is nobody really knows who they are. It is strongly speculated that it is the two brothers dressed up as, to pay, women? as women to pay respects to the dead family. Oh, that's cool. Yep. 
So that that was I accept this as canon. Frank died, the brother survived, and Alec failed. <laughs> Alec Alan. Alan failed. And at some point they make it to Brazil. Mm-hmm. The case was officially closed by the FBI in 1979. What did they decide? They died. All three of them died? Yeah. The okay. case is officially closed. However, it is still open with the U.S. Marshals. Oh. Until there is either definitive proof of life or death, or until all three of them turn 99. Interesting. Because by the age of 99, you're probably most likely dead. That's really cool. Um, so, yeah, that is the story of the escape from Alcatraz. The great escape from Alcatraz. The great escape from Alcatraz. Whether or not they survived, we don't really know. But there is really, the evidence is intriguing either way. Yeah, what do you guys think? Let us know. Either talk to us on Instagram. Yeah, we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. I might be posting this to YouTube. You can let us know in a comment down below. We have a Twitter. We do have a do we have a Twitter? I think we have a Twitter. We or- might have a Twitter. You guys let us know. <laughs> I don't know. Instagram. You can find our podcasts on Stitcher, Apple, and there's one other that you can find us on. Spotify. Spotify. Stitcher. Spotify's where we started. Spotify's where we started. <laughs> so you can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, or iTunes. Yeah. Yeah, let us know. And we will be putting out another episode really soon look out for the mystery mystery for the murder mystery in room 1046 because i'm almost done with the research and it's so good (laughs) this was not what we were planning to do and i know i'm kind of going away from what i normally do which is murder but i mean serial killers but i mean the escape from i'm doing the murder you are doing the murder this time (laughs) But the story from Alcatraz was just so intriguing. I just couldn't help myself. So You finished it before me. I did finish it before you. (laughs) All right, everyone. We will see you next time. I didn't know if we were going to do the I'm Micah, I'm Missy. Bye. (laughs) All right, everyone. I'm Missy. I'm Micah. This has been Curious Tales. Bye. Bye. There's a stop button. Right there. It's the square. Hey guys, so I'm adding this after I was in the middle of editing the video and I was doing a little bit of a deeper dive and I missed something. So in 2015, or 2018 rather, so only like two years ago, three years ago, so in 2013, two years ago, so in 2013, a letter, longer than two years ago, sorry, than two years ago. So, but it didn't really get released until 2018. Oh. But in 2013, a letter was sent to to the FBI, supposedly, by John England. One of the brothers. One of the brothers, yes. Okay, do we know what and it said? We were able to find a transcript. Some of it is a little Ill- illegible, but... Goes, my name is John Anglin. I escaped from Alcatraz in June 1962 with my brother Clarence and Frank Morris. I'm 83 years old and in bad shape. I have cancer. Yes, we all made it that night, but barely. Frank passed away in October 2005. His grave is in Alexandria under another name. My brother died in 2011. If you announce on TV that I 
will be promised to first go to jail for no more than a year and get medical attention. I'll write back to let you know exactly where I am. This is no joke. This is for real and the honest truth. I could tell you that for seven years, I lived in North Dakota and later in Fargo from 1990 to 2005. Too damn cold. Had to get the hell out. I lived in Seattle for most of my years. Had to escape. I'm in Southern California now. And then it's ineligible and it says if response. The FBI uh, ran this letter for handwriting analysis and DNA. Mm-hmm. Everything came back inconclusive. Okay. So um, we don't know. So we don't know. Okay. But that is still really intriguing. But it caused the FBI to reopen the case. It did cause the FBI to reopen the case. Up till now, only the marshals had anything officially open. So we were wrong when we said that the FBI closed the they case. They closed the case, but they reopened it. Okay. There you go. That's a little interesting tidbit. So maybe that body floating wasn't Frank Morris. Maybe. I was also wrong. Frank Morris is thought to have been the mastermind, not Alan West. But Alan West was the one who kind of approached with the original idea. Awesome. But a lot of what went on into the planning was Frank Morris. He was apparently considered a genius. Good to know. Okay, guys. All right. We're going to just add this in somewhere. At the end. Yeah. Probably. Yep. All right. Bye.